Welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast, featuring the almighty B-Live, the money man, Scotty D, and your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. And without any further ado, here they are, the Sports Bros. Hey, what's going on, world? This be your boy, Eddie Cool, a.k.a. the HOC, and guess what? You're listening to another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Shout out to my co-host, the almighty B-Life, for correcting me, because I almost said this was episode 65, but it's really episode 66. Shout out to B-Life for saving me. Once again, welcome. I'm pretty sure it's hot in most parts of the country. Uh, stay safe. Wear your mask, love each other, but we'll say that for the end. But right now, we got a whole lot to talk about in the world of sports. And speaking of that, co-host, introducing the almighty B-Live. What's happening? What's going on in the world today? I keep saying that, and when I first said it, it's just, you know, it's just a catchphrase, but man, what's really going on in the world? So, um... See, what had happened was, is that um, July then came to us, and we asked July to um, come and act like it's got some sense, and of course it didn't. I mean, you throw in Kanye West and the bubonic plague, and then you throw in still this COVID mess, but, um, you know, July is just looking like um, the rest of 2020 has been so far. It sucked. But we're going to continue to press on. Ain't that right, Eddie Cooley? You know what? There's really no need to introduce the other person because, you know what? Eh, he ain't got much to say anyway. But, I, you know what? Ah, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I digress a little bit. Ouch. <laughs> and, and we can't complete this without the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania himself. The one, the only, the legendary, the money man, Scotty D. Yeah, you don't have to be calling me Haughty D because it's burning up, man. It's like 93. I haven't seen a drop of rain in like a month. 2020's having a, just another laugh, as B-Live said. Another laugh at our expense. This year, this, it does suck. It sucks. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to get to watch a little bit of sports here soon. Let's talk a little bit of sports here, Eddie Cole. Lead us into the, uh, lead us into the fray, would you? Speaking of being a leader, uh, Patrick Mahomes, guess what? Before we recorded this year's podcast, somebody somewhere gave this guy a whole bunch of money to the tune of what, B-Live? How much? Ten years, $450 million. Repeat it one more time. One more time for the people in the back. Ten years. Way in the back. Ten years, four hundred and fifty million dollars. A hundred and forty million of that guaranteed. Is that this is a football um, contract, right? Football. This that almost sounded baseball. That that's not yeah. football. Yep. That's a football contract, right? That's true. This is a National Football League contract. Uh, given to him by the Kansas City Chiefs. That, yeah, uh-huh. for football. Mm-hmm. Ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, um, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes boy, secure the bag. Wow. 
Yeah, big, yeah, yeah. Big money grip. Let me hold something. <laughs> <laughs> um, my cash app is your boy be live. I mean, if you're listening, you know, you can slide me. No, you don't have to be this year because I know this year Patrick Mahomes is only making two point four million dollars. And then next year it goes up to twenty four point five million dollars. And then over the course of the next ten years after that, it'll spread around the four hundred and fifty million dollars. And you know it's gonna go up. So it probably start at thirty five and probably end up somewhere around the fifty to fifty five million dollars a year. So Major League Baseball NBA with these newfangled contracts. Um, I don't know what they're doing in hockey. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm going to say I don't know what they're doing. But, yeah, um, big money. Money, money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Scotty D, where you at with Patrick Mahomes getting this gargantuous, ginormous contract? Well, it takes a little of the drama out of it because we knew he was going to get a big one. Uh, we thought it was going to be around the $45 million a year kind of thing, and now we know. Uh, it's finally come out. I, I wouldn't expect it to happen uh, right now here in the middle of the summer like this, but it's starting to get scary to think of how big these numbers are on these on these deals. When it comes to the market value, you got to say Patrick Mahomes has got to be the guy to get the most money because he's a guy that is just coming off of an – MVP type campaign, Super Bowl MVP season, delivered the Chiefs their first Super Bowl in what was it, fifty years? Yep. yep. So, you know, it's not like in, in terms of sports contracts, he he's probably earned it. He's box office. People love him. People are going to go to the stadiums to see him. So, in the grand scheme of things, Chiefs are probably going to get their money's worth out of this deal, assuming the guy has the career we foresee him having. You know, barring any kind of strange career ending injuries or anything like that uh it's just man that's when you just think of that kind of money just thinking that it, it takes it to the year 2031 that seems so far away when you say 2031 because i grew up in the 19s you know it just seems like oh. wow this is like we're getting like into scary unknown territory with monstrous contracts going that far into the future but um you know good for patrick mahomes he, he's a he's a likable kid he's been a, a really uh, he's been a fun player to watch. Can't say anything bad about the kid. Uh, so congratulations to him. Uh, hope it doesn't – I'm anxious to see how this is going to affect, you know, my guy, Dak Prescott, of what that's going to do to his contract. Is that going to raise the value of it? Is it going to lower the value of it? You know, because you know he hasn't done as much as, as Mahomes in the short period of time. We'll just have to see. The Cowboys have him under the franchise this year. And uh, they have a thing till the 15th of July to get that extension hammered out, and then talks will cease for the year. But that'll be interesting to see how this the other dominoes fall from this contract going forward. Yeah, so here we go. According to Steinberg Sports, and I'm reading this on the um, the Chiefs Wire website, um, his Patrick Mahomes' 10 year extension is worth a total of wait, let me let me read this. Five hundred and three million dollars. It's a lot of money. Half a billion. Yeah. Yeah. Five hundred and three million dollars. That includes four hundred and seventy seven million dollars 
in contract guarantee mechanisms, giving Mahomes opt-out years if those mechanisms, what the hell's a mechanism, aren't exercised by the team. Some believe the contract would contain language that ties the deal to a percentage of the salary cap. That doesn't appear to be the case here. um, Patrick Mahomes has done a lot in his very short career. MVP, Super Bowl MVP, all pro, the the kids threw for five thousand yards. At this point, like what 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 else is I don't want to say what else is there left for him to do because there's a lot left for him to do. Um dessert young man, get 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 your money, young man, because as we all know and as, as we heard at nauseum, the average NFL career is like what, three years? Probably like three, years three to five years, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah, three to three to five years. I mean, just think of guys like Arian Foster that, that was here today, gone tomorrow, literally, you know, and um, like a flash in the pan. Good, but, you know, the, the, career, the careers didn't quite pan out through injuries or other circumstances, situations. I mean, just, just think about that, man. $503 million, a half a billion dollars to play freaking football. The young man deserves it. He, he that's absolutely that's- Probably the best contract I've heard of since Bobby Bonilla. Nice. Hey, and that's right. This past um, first, the 1st of July, was Bobby Bonilla Day. Bobby Bonilla Day. I, sh- I should be remembering that. I don't know why. I just I, I don't remember. But um, when it comes to Bobby Bonilla's situation, the real MVP <laughs> is his agent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his agent is the real MVP. Wow, five hundred. But you know, but, but here's my question: What does that mean for you know the Miko Hardmans and the Sammy Watkins and the Tyreek Hills and Travis Kelseys and the field full of running backs? You know, moving forward. Well, as they go forward too, you know, the I think in two years, I think following the 2022 season, I want to say somewhere in there. Don't don't hold me to that, but somewhere in there, the the CBA changes, the salary cap is going to go up. There'll be more TV money coming in, so his contract is certain to be restructured several times over the course of the next several years. I mean, he, not, not the next two. He, he, I don't think this, this doesn't kick in until two more years. Right. But uh, once, once we get into all that stuff, you know, he's going to uh, actually, I think his contract, this, this extension begins on the new uh, CBA or whenever that kicks in. So I, he, I mean, he'll be able to spread some money out. They'll, they'll be able to retain some more players that's the whole danger that when you invest so much into one individual player, I actually even heard Mike Greenberg mentioning this on, uh, on ESPN, the four letter network the other day. And he was talking about how the NBA used to do the Larry bird rule, Larry bird exception, where you could pay like one guy and it wouldn't count against the cap. And he's sent, kind of suggested that suggested that a quarterback salary doesn't count against the team salary cap. Some of that effect. And I'd be in favor of that because you know, your quarterback is your most valuable person on the team, and you want to protect him. They made rules to protect him. They seemingly make rules up every year to protect them further because that's your biggest investment. So that's obviously where you're going to want to spend the most money. And if you find a guy like Patrick Mahomes, you want to pay him. You want to lead your team, but you still don't – but you don't want to invest your entire salary cap on one player. So I think that may be something that should be explored by the NFL. I don't know if it is, but it sounded like a good idea of the way – Mike Greenberg mentioned it the other day where you just have a quarterback exception kind of thing and then salary cap the rest of the team. I don't know. Yep, yep. Yeah, you have to sell it's you have to go figure something out, man. Like I said, it's, it's a big investment to make, but like then you have to think about well, what about the other pieces of the team to help you know, it's you know, it's 
it looks like a one-man show, but it ain't a one-man show. Because think about it. Hell, he can't throw the ball to himself. But then again, what else can this kid not do? So shout out to Patrick Mahomes for getting his money. Speaking of getting his money, moving right along, we're going to talk about this upcoming Saturday, UFC 251, Fight Island, Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates. It was supposed to be Gilbert Burns versus Kamaru Usman for the welterweight title, but Gilbert Burns like, you know what? I'm not feeling too good. Not feeling too good. And, um, from what I saw on his Twitter account, um, he had a fever and some other symptoms. I don't want to say what it is, but you might can get an idea of what it is. So due to HIPAA violations, he ain't about to sue the hell out of me, so I ain't going to say it. In his place, the one, the only, the BMF himself, Jorge Gamebred Masvidal on six days notice. So, uh, fellas, we have our main event set up. Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. Who we got? Um, Usman. I just, I think just six days is not enough time to prepare. Usman is a more polished fighter. Masvidal is like a blitzkrieg. Like he just, I mean, he has the fastest knockout in UFC history. But how much skill was really involved? He caught my man napping. I don't know why he was ducking his head down and caught the knee from hell. But here's the thing. A thing about Masvidal, Masvidal is unpredictable. So that, it's going to make for interesting. And hats off to Dana White for being able to put this together. And Jorge Masvidal said it straight out. He said this fight had been talked about for quite some time, but the numbers weren't looking right. He said they, they weren't trying to put enough – they weren't trying to put enough bread in his pocket. But – um Unforeseen circumstances, um, Dana White had to be like, hey, 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 bruh, bruh, all right, all right, you know what? Let me slide you a little extra coinage. We need you, bruh. And I think it's going to pay out for UFC hand over fist because it took Fight Island from already in the stratosphere. It took it to almost intergalactic status at this point in time. Masvidal is one of those names that just brings excitement to the sport. Nothing, nothing against Burns, but I, it just... It just took it took the main event event to a whole nother level. I guarantee you, you, you just gained that many more people watching this fight. We've been hearing about Fight Island, hearing about it, hearing about it. We're finally gonna get to see it, and it's got two of the biggest names in the game right now for the welterweight championship. And I can't wait. Yeah, this fight actually, UFC kind of got lucky and backed into a blockbuster here. I think. This fight card was already lined up to look pretty good. But I don't know if you guys remember last year when uh, I think it was in March when when Jorge Masvidal knocked out Ben Askren with that knee. And I said, the only thing really his next move has got to be for the title. And I I remember thinking, is he going to would he take another fight? Because Colby Covington was ahead of him in line and already had a fight lined up to go against Usman. I said it'd be kind of foolish for Masvidal to take another fight. He ought to just sit and wait and take the winner. Well, then Nate Diaz came up, and that was a, a fight he couldn't turn away for the money, the BM up, BMF fight. And then I thought, well, maybe he might get in there with Conor McGregor, and that kind of didn't materialize. So it seemed like this fight was his to begin with, and he had kind of this public falling out over the cash with, with Dana White and the UFC. This is the bigger name. Now, having said that, Gilbert Burns can fight, and I think that had he been in there, 
it, it wasn't just going to be just another fight where Usman goes and wins. He was going to have some trouble. I think this Gilbert Burns kid is at some point going to be the champion. Uh, and I think he'll probably at this point be slated to fight the winner of this fight because, you know, we'll get past this Rona thing and he'll get back in the cage here probably by the end of the year. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I kind of got to go with Usman if I'm going to pick a winner. I know uh, kind of like Belive alluded to, it's short notice. The thing with, with Masvidal is he's just, a, he's just a battler. I mean, this is his life's work is to do this. He even said he's comfortable being uncomfortable. So I don't think this, this, quick, this quick decision to fight is going to be that big of a factor to him because he can get in there and mix it up. But, you know, he, he had a hot year in 2019. I mean, that's really what, what puts his name up there as far as being able to be a box office draw. Um, you know, he, he has 48 career fights. He's That's the longest. He's had more fights before receiving his first title shot than anyone else. I mean, he's he's no one has waited so long at 35 years old to have their first title fight than this guy has. Um but then Usman's got a 14-fight winning streak on the line as well. So this is going to be a, a very interesting clash. I can't wait to watch this fight. I, I, just, I, I love when you get two big names that get in there together and, and get it on. I, I'm really excited to watch this fight. I mean, it's a good card. You got uh, Volkanovski and Holloway. That's a rematch from a, a title fight in December. And Peter Young and Jose, Josie Aldo, they're fighting. This is a stacked card, guys. This is going to be a lot of fun to watch. All right, Scotty D, and as you said, he has a stack card. You got Usman Masvidal. Then we got Volkanovski. I know I'm messing up, but we're going to keep it rolling, uh, versus Holloway. Then we also got Yan versus Aldo, Jessica Andrade. And uh, I owe her this one for last week because I destroyed her name. Rose Namajuanas. Last week I said Rose Namajuanas. Rose, please don't come beat me up. And then we got Amanda Rebus and Paige Van Zandt. Didn't she quit fighting to pursue Marlon or something like that? Or she was pursuing me. No, no, she, no she was not. She was pursuing me, no. and we 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 broke up, and she's going back to fighting. But uh, it was nice while it lasted. Um, she's beautiful. Uh, you know, I just had other things on my mind. So Paige Van Zandt is in the cage, boys. Yeah, she's back in the cage, and Scotty D, even a bro- broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> but it bees that way sometimes. But yeah, fellas, um. I I I I did a thing this morning. I signed up for the Hulu Disney Plus. Um, um, yes, uh, yeah, the Hulu, the ESPN, and Disney Plus um package. So um, probably gonna be watching the fight. Want to watch Hamilton? Oh, the fight. Okay. Yeah, that too. That too. Me and the girlfriend gonna watch Hamilton tomorrow. We got a date day and all that planned out. But that's either here nor there. But yeah, um, Saturday, July eleventh, ten p.m. Fight Island. It's gonna be a very good action packed fight like i'm 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 hyped about it i'm very extremely hyped about it jumping up and down but i don't want to break my apparatus where i'm sitting on all right moving right along huh the team formerly known as the reds the, the football team in washington uh they face a litany of scrutiny over the past handful of days as nike FedEx and Pepsi, they told the Washington Redskins, you know what? I think it's about time you change that name. Um, you might need to fix that. So much to the point to where when you go on Nike.com and look up Washington Redskins merchandise, it ain't there no more. It ain't there no more. 
So, um, fellas, this has been a topic that's been opined upon seemingly every year, every day, and it never, never went away. And now I think something may finally happen, you know, due to the social climate and everything. It's just, hey, it's enough, it's enough, and it's time for a change. Um, so the potential name change for the Washington Football Club, if you will, what, what, do, you, what do you think about all this coming to a halt now, coming to a head? Well, the, the, it's, the cult, the, it's been a culture change. And mm. with the movement that's going on, it's, one, it's literally one of those things where you better grab a hold of it or you're going to be left in the dust. We are, we're on unprecedented times. And some people are going to have their varying opinions about certain things. It, but it's, it's just time. It's time. It's time for things to change. You can still change a certain aspect of your organization and yet still hold on to the history and tradition of the franchise. And what's really what's really becoming unfortunate is that like you've got now where owners, part owners of the team are clashing with the majority owner. Like, hey, bro, people want us to change. Hey, let's let's Freaking do it. Oh, you don't want to change? All right, we're just going to force your hand in. Because the saying, um, Nike's got a pretty big reach. FedEx, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm just saying, there's there's some big things going on. Like, so, and the fact that um, the name of the stadium that the Redskins play at is FedEx Field, um, I don't know. I think they, I think that some things just need to change and I and here's here's one thing I'll say my mom is a diehard Washington football fan I grew up my mom Washington my dad San Francisco 49ers me I was a 49er fan I did like that I did like the um Art Monk um I did like him back in the day, but when um, when the Panthers came into town, boom, boom, it's a wrap. It's over with. But I, I get it. I get sometimes just not wanting to change, but this is a time that we just like, it's, it's sweeping. It is some. this is unprecedented times, as I've said before, that we just got to be, be a part of. If you're not going to be a part of, you're going to get left behind. And there's way too much at stake to be left behind because you don't want to alienate your fan base. You don't want to alienate just people in general because you want to hold on to something that could be slightly offensive. And I mean, it's just, it's the new, something about oh, huh? it's a new day and age, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I mean, watch, they had a baseball team at one point that were the senators. They now have a team called the nationals mm-hmm. that a basketball that was at one point, the bullets. Yep. Mm-hmm. They- they're not a Wizards. Yeah. Not a we wizard. don't know what the football team's going to be named, but uh, we have some suggestions, though, huh? Yeah, we, we got some uh, suggestions, but uh, um, but before we get to those suggestions, let's talk about the ineptness of Daniel Snyder, okay? He got the team in 99. The team has only – is like the only time – you know when the team was good? When Joe Gibbs came back for a second run, Okay. You had what's what's the coach name? Mike Shanahan, and they pretty much destroyed RG3's career. The boy ain't been the same since, okay? You had your franchise quarterback, 
I said to myself, when they play the game against the Saints, I said, uh-oh, this ain't about to be your dad Redskins here. This is a whole new different team, whole new fresh outlook. And for the first time in forever, they look good. But between that situation, this whole name change situation, and let's not forget the whole Trent Williams, I want out, you're going to hold me here situation. Daniel Snyder, sell the team. Give it to somebody to give a damn, okay? Please. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been – Long time coming for him to let it go. I, I want to put him up there with um, uh, what what's my name? Mo, um, he was a former Clippers owner. I can't. Sterling. Yeah, oh, yeah, he'd be um, Dan Snyder. Just let let it go. I understand. Hey, look at it this way. Right now, the on um, the Washington Football Team, according to Forbes, they are they are worth. $3.4 billion, the seventh most valuable franchise in the NFL. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a staple. And it's one of those things, it, they've been able to benefit off the fact of the rise in popularity of football. I mean, the Panthers went for $2.4 billion, and they're still, pro- they're worth more now. The most valuable franchise, oh, I don't want to say it. I'm not, we're just going to move past that. We don't need to know that just because uh, I don't want to hear any of that noise over there. Uh-oh. It's the Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy with Daniel Snyder being in there because I also have an owner that has not produced very much fruit on the postseason tree here the last several years. So, uh, you know. We've been kind of between the the skins and the boys. They've been kind of letting the Eagles and Giants have all the the postseason fun for the better part of the last fifteen to twenty years. So uh, let's keep Daniel Snyder around. I'm a fan. Of course you are, because of how inept that he is. But yeah, it's um times are changing. Um, Washington. Let's see, what, Eddie. Cool. What, what what's some of the suggestions that we have come across? Okay, so I've been doing some thinking of my own and also reading some stuff from these here internets. And here are a few names that I come up with for the new Washington Football Club. Number one, the Washington Red Tails. Okay, in case you haven't seen the movie Red Tails, it's about the Tuskegee Airmen, the all-black air brigade that did their thing during the war and, you know, they've been honored for it. I feel, you know, you cover all kind of bases, you know, you... You, you, you honor such a prestigious group of men, African-American men, the, uh, the Red Tails Brigade. Also on top of that, you pay homage to Washington, D.C., which was known at one point as Chocolate City. And three, the name just sounds good. The name just sounds good. Then we have the Washington Red Hawks. Um, if the Red Hawks does sound familiar, you may be thinking about the alma mater of one ben, uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger. He went to the University of Miami of Ohio, and they were known as the Red S-K-I-N-S. And they made a change called the Red Hawks, and which is more acceptable. And the Red Hawks, that, that, that has a nice ring to it. Um, the Washington Senators, why not keep the governmental presidential theme going on? Because you got the Nationals, you got the Cavs. Why not be the Senators? But the Senators were the team, the, the now Minnesota Twins were the Washington Senators. But guess what? You can have your own team. We will, we'll, this is it. We're the Senators. The D.C. Defenders, uh, we don't know if the XFL is coming back, but um, if you got a little bit of money, just go ahead and buy the name from them and go from they there. Yes, they are. 
<laughs> That's another discussion for another time. Sometime in the very near future, listeners, there will be a head-on battle between your boy, the <laughs> Almighty Be Live, and the Money Man, Scotty D. And I'm pretty sure this will be part of that debate. Okay. Oh, yeah. And listeners, just to let you know, whenever that goes down, we will keep you posted. We will have you send your questions in, and I'll just be the facilitator and make sure these two don't virtually beat the brakes off of each other. It's already a a massacre. It's already over before before it started. It's all over but the crime. All right, here we go. The fifth and final name, the Washington Blitz. I got lazy and ran out of names. What you got, Scotty D.? Uh, well, the, the one I ran by you guys the other day was the Washington All-Inclusive Racially Diverse EOE United States Football Club. Uh, that just might be a little bit too much to fit on a T-shirt, though. So that, That's a whole that, lot. that might be that, that, and then, you know, singing hail to the Washington All-Inclusive Racially Diverse EOA United States Football Club. That'd be tough to fit all that in the song, too. So that'll be a big old hashtag. Yeah, that, that one probably won't work. Then I was thinking the Washington potato skins because half their fan base calls them the skins anyway so now you get you get potato skins mr potato head replaces the indian as your as your mascot um they're still the skins so you don't really lose out much there hey you guys remember the chips called potato skins oh they oh those are good oh yeah yeah they were excellent uh, tj friday still sell those and they're freaking delicious yeah, gotta get those skins, man. The potato skins, that is. Well, if FedEx is by, is as um, pulling out of um, being the naming rights to the stadium, all right, um, it'd be TGI Friday Field, and um, they'll serve <laughs> potato skins on the regular. See, we're on to something all here. Right. Yep. Uh, maybe the Washington pencil neck geeks. That's just kind of a tribute to Classy Freddie Blast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're, we're we're wrestling fans here, so we we go with that. Listen up, you um, geek. <laughs> the Washington Yorkshire Terriers, you know, just kind of like a bunch of little annoying yappy dogs up there in DC. Yeah, that that could work, or uh, maybe like the Washington Moderate Rain, because you know hurricanes have killed people, thunder, lightning have killed people. Those things are all kind of taken from other teams. Moderate rain, it's it's harmless. Nobody nobody would have to worry about, but. Washington, call, call red moderate rain. So there you go. Those are my suggestions. I think uh, potato skins kind of like that, that's the one we're going to go with, though. I, I kind of like potato skins. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this comes from a division rival Dallas Cowboys fan. <laughs> and if and if you expect it better, wrong, 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 wrong. No, no, hell no. You, uh, <laughs> you, you you're listening to the wrong podcast. I can tell you that right yeah. now. I don't Hail sour cream. All right, go ahead, be live. No, I got I, no, no. I, I'm, I'm not participating anymore because nothing I will say could even come close to what you are. I'm not participating. I'm, I'm just gonna pass. I'm gonna pass this over. Eddie, cool. You just Amtrak this or something because Sky D is off the chain. This said the Washington potato skins. That that. <laughs> It sounds like a winner to me. You, you know what? Not now. I want potato skins. If we, if we, if this podcast were the pod kind of podcast to take commercial breaks, I'm like, fellas, I'll be back in a little bit. I'm fitting to head to the stove <laughs> and fitting to get me some of them skins because the potato skins sound real good, especially when you got the potato skins and um, you know, you hollow them out 
and you put the bacon bits in there and the sour cream in there and the chives in there. And But the thing about it is, you know, you can't cook the skins too long because, you know, it's like chewing shoe leather. But, you know, I'm a man. I'm not a dog. And I'm not into chewing shoe leather. That ain't my thing. I don't I don't chew shoe leather. Be live. You you, you like you like skins, too. I, I, I love potato skins. So I want to take this opportunity. Um, um, TGI Fridays, um, we, we need a check. Um, Idaho Potato Company, we're going to need we're going to need a check. Or, um, or Ida. Or, or Ida. Yep. Um. Two states, Oregon, Idaho. That 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 works. I like that. I like that. So um, just just um, you know, just um, you just throw, throw that over. Um, your boy be live. I'll make sure he gets to the rest of the sports sports pros. Um, with the cash app, whatnot. Um, we can do that. All right, cool. Eddie, cool. Yes, sir. Just try, hey, trying to make yeah. some money. Trying to make the money. I, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to be on that Patrick Mahomes style. You know, that's what I'm trying to be. I'm trying to I'm trying to be like Jorge Masvidal with the bag that's secured right now because. To take on a fight six days, you had to get some money. If he, yep. yeah, he signed on the dollar line because Dana White slid him some coinage. All right, see, I, I digress. All right, cool. But it, but it's all good. It's all good. But um, yeah, I, I like those names. And uh, like as you said, it, it, it's time for a change. And you know, things got to happen. Either you get with it or. I look at it like this. Which side of history do you want to be on? You want to be on the good side of history or the bad side of history? There's no in the middle when it comes to history. You know what I also thought, thought about B-Live as well, too? What does that mean for our beloved Atlanta Braves and the North Myrtle Beach Chiefs, where we graduated from? Could, that be, could there be a potential change? Because Cleveland is thinking about it. They haven't, like, you know, hey, we're not going to change anything, but we're, we're considering it. Well, here's here's what I say about this. When it comes to Chiefs and Braves, I think those symbolize good things about the Native American community. Indians is because an idiot from 1492 doesn't know how to follow instructions and thought he was somewhere in the Pacific Ocean. That's what... <laughs> He thought we he thought he was in he India. He was he thought he was in India. That's why the term Indians came from because he did he didn't know what the heck he was doing. And he quote unquote, why am I doing air quotes with my hands on a radio show? I did it, I've done it two weeks in a row. Anyway, yeah, that's that's the reason why the Indians name needs to change because it's just wrong. It's not it's not a well, thing. It, going to continue using some of these names um I, i'm pretty sure the indians are going to be making a change it's i i really think that that's going to happen as far as braves chiefs on stuff if they're going to continue using those names i think it might be something that they're going to have to just have conversations with native american leaders and 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 deem what what they would like i mean you know daniel snyder's big argument all these years is that the washington redskins name has been at, you know, thought of as like, like as a tribute to those people, whereas they were saying that name itself and the depiction is offensive. And you know, who are we to say it's not? So, um, I, I just think that if 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 this if this steam keeps building, you know, the ball keeps rolling on these different name change things. You know, you even go to college, Florida Seminoles and San Diego State Aztecs. All that you're going to have to have some conversations with native american leaders i think if you're gonna continue on with those names i i don't know that's just me that's that's what i would suggest doing. absolutely yeah 
Yeah, I like, and I will uh, just upon that absolutely that the Native American community should be well involved in this. We've done quite. Here's one thing: we've done such great things for. And I might offend some people, but I'm just going to say it. The Black Lives Matter movement has done a lot of amazing things. I'm sorry if it offends you, but it's done great things. We've made great strides. I think the same energy should be placed into Native Americans. There was a great story that was on ESPN about, um, what was it, the Blackfoot Boxing Club? Yeah, I saw that um, a few weeks ago, and I saw it yesterday too. Mm-hmm. And just and and where it was formed because of the tragedy that befalls Native Americans, especially Native American women. And you've got to think; you really got to think about the thing. Being in the United States of America, we are on. At the end of the day, we're on stolen land. We we yeah. we enjoy a lot of freedoms, but we're really on stolen land. And what have we done with the indigenous people that were here? Have we really? treated them with the respect and honored them the way they should be. And this is where it's really coming down to with the name Redskin, Indian, stuff like that. Have we really consulted the the indigenous people that were here well before us, that established this land before any of this other um, discovery and appropriation and stuff like that? So I'm we really, above all, need to involve the Native American community in these decisions. And I think that's where some of the, some of the movement should be at. So I'm hoping, hopefully, that dialogue will happen. Yep, let's really hope this dialogue will happen. Um, yes, um, oh, did you know back in 2009, Daniel Snyder, he did trademark the name Washington Warriors because I from what I read, I can't remember the source, but I remember reading it. He wanted to bring in an arena league football team and boom, give them the name of Washington Warriors. But uh, hell, I mean, you are- that, could, that could be what it ends up to. Actually, I, I didn't even know that. And I suggested that to you guys the other night when we were texting. I said, yeah, you know, a warrior can be a broad scope of things. You can throw a sword on the helmet, keep the team colors and be the warrior. So we'll see. We'll see how this all shakes out going forward. Hell, throw a couple of dollars at Vince McMahon and use the ultimate warrior, you know. There you go. I mean, it's, it's many ways, as many ways, as many ways. But um, that wraps it up for this here Washington Redskin name. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, the Washington Football Club name change. And um, it, it'll take a minute. I still, I still call them the San Diego Chargers, even though they're in L.A. And then also, I don't know, Scotty D., you sure that you want to involve Vince McMahon in any decision-making when it comes to the NFL since he failed so badly at the XFL because of COVID-19? <laughs> Hush your mouth. Eddie Cool, you, you got this. I, I'm not even going to let him answer. <laughs> <laughs> Go for two on having a second season. <laughs> oh, man. And with that being said, hey, old button, hit it. And now our favorite part of the show, the choices of the voices. Thank you once again to the wonderful and ever so lovely Miss Button for introducing our favorite part of the show, the choices of the voices. Hey, look, 60 plus episodes in and she's never told not one lie, not nay lie. Ain't it? How we say it be live? Not nay one, not, not nay another. Not nay another nay re. That one, one of them old country saying that nay, uh, not a net nutter. Yeah, not a net, <laughs> yeah, not a nutter. When it comes to lies, she just don't do it. And with that being said, Scotty D, what is the question for this week's choices of the voices? All right, the question for the week was: Which of these three young quarterbacks would you most like to have 
on your NFL team? Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield, or Joe Burrow? And in case you're wondering who would win a bait between myself and B-Live, he chooses Trevor Lawrence, who's not one of the three choices, or an NFL quarterback. So that just goes to show you his mindset. But anyway, uh, let's see what we got here in response to those three. I mean, I know there were other young quarterbacks that could have thrown in Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins, some of these other guys. I just chose those three just for uh, for the sake of a little discussion there as far as guys that were already in the league slightly flawed or a guy that's coming through um, that's highly touted. So, Eddie Cool, tell us tell us what happened. Tell us what our answers are. All right, so here we go. We got Corey Rayner. He said Mayfield, Baker Mayfield. He said guy just has what it takes. I think with Baker – as far as he goes, if he gets some stability and coaching and an offensive coordinator, he can make some things happen. That's my opinion. All right. And then she got Lisa Moore. She says Ira, which I assume is her mate. He picks Baker Mayfield as well, too. So that's two for Baker. Uh, we got Joe. Speaking of Redskins fans, we got Joe. Joe Gafkin. He said Dwayne Haskins. Hashtag hell to the bleep bleep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then we, Very tough. yep, and then we have Uncle Max. He says Daniel Jones. He tells us why. He says he showed us promise last year on a pretty bad team. I think he will show marks of improvements this year. He's smart and he's a team player, and I think he will make his mark in the NFL. Uh, Danny Dimes did look good for a brief period of time, so he um, I mean, he stopped behind Eli Manning. So I mean, you know, he had to learn something. All right, let's see. Moving right along. We got Rodney. Rodney says, uh, what about Tua? He said, out of those guys, I would go with Joe Burrow. Mayfield got all the talent but can't put up decent numbers. So we got one for Joey B, Joe Burrow. All right. Oh, go ahead, B-Live. Rodney also said, Jones is I. He's a dookie, so you know he is a winner. Wow. Boo. <laughs> yeah, Rodney loves his Blue Devils. Love them, love them, Dukies from Durham. Ain't that how it goes? <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. We, we don't need to know. I don't know. It don't make oh a goodness. damn bit of difference. <laughs> <laughs> All right, move right along. We got Martin Tracy. He says, I'm taking Baker. He looked good for his first year in the league. Uh, teams adjust, which they do his second year, and he struggled. But I think he learned a lot. But most importantly, he got that sophomore jinx out of the way. So he said Cleveland wins nine games uh, this year. Baker's going to take that next step. Okay, so we got Baker here. We got Baker here. Trey Dizzle, he said Daniel Jones is the next Peyton Manning. Is this the wrong, wrong? Is 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 is, is this the Trey Dizzle foolishness seg- segment of the show? I'm pretty sure of it. I mean, but if yeah, if, don't be serious or not. If, if, if anything, Daniel Jones is the next Eli Manning because I mean, carbon copy pretty much. So that that's exactly what they were going for when they drafted Daniel Jones. They really, really wanted the Eli lookalike. Just saying. Put the two pictures together. I have to pull up. I think I made an old meme a long time, um, a, a bit ago, about Daniel Jones and Eli Manning, putting them two together. They literally look the same. You remember when they drafted him, we was like, who? Who? <laughs> Daniel Jones. Who? Who? <laughs> two, eight, one, three, three. Oh, gimmick infringement. Can't do that. All right, we got Lewis Carpenter. Lewis said, not sure if you saw it, but I waited on rookie linebacker Tanner Muse from Clemson. Your boys be live at Chuck's Steakhouse. He was a gentleman and even took his time to let me get a picture with him, and that was so cool. 
didn't give us a quarterback answer, but it's all good. It is all to the good. We appreciate good sports stories, too. Because at the end of the day, all roads lead to Clemson. Yes, sir. My man, Louis Carpenter, comes through in the clutch. <laughs> all right. So here we go. All right. So um, from the looks of it, shout out to Corey, Lisa, Joe, Uncle Max, Rodney, Martin, Tracy, Trey Dizzle, and Lewis for their participation in this week's Choices of the voices all right so um yeah action-packed edition of choices of the voices scotty d out of the tree who did you pick well i'm gonna eliminate daniel jones for one reason and that is because jason garrett is heading there to be his offensive coordinator so i'm gonna have to stretch this as uh i'm as i'm done with jason garrett being in my life so i'm i'm gonna say daniel jones will not develop as much as necessary with uh, Jason Garrett and uh, Joe Judge coming in to be the coach of the Giants. Mike Judge? Mike Judge. Uh, oh, shut up. Uh, <laughs> Football. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I, I really think Baker Mayfield's biggest asset is that he, he's a guy who really has a lot of desire and fire. You know, he – he, he's been immature, but I think he has what it takes to be a leader. I think he showed that at Oklahoma. But Joe Burrow, to me, looks like the just the, the new shiny toy ready to come out of the box. And the way he dissected Clemson last year in the national championship, I, I think I got to go with Joe Burrow. Oh, you dirty bastard. <laughs> well, that's, not, that's not necessary. I kind of came into my mind. You guys, you guys did some Clemson planning in my mind there. But, but – and here's why, you know, Clemson has traditionally the last several years had an incredibly stacked defense. And this kid, he 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 really looked good against them in the, the biggest game of his career. And he, he just looks mechanically sound. He looks like he has the tools. He can run a little bit. You know, he has a lot going for him. And, um, you know, I, I just – I still I have to see Baker Mayfield mature a little bit more. I, I think Burrow already seems to me more mature. I mean, we'll see. You know, we don't know enough about this kid just yet. Uh, you know, but I, I, I like his potential. I think I think he mechanically looks like the best of the three. What do you think, B Lives? Oh, you're wrong. Yeah, and, okay. and I'm I'm gonna explain why. I'm going to. I'm 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 gonna do I'm gonna behave. I'm going to behave. I'm gonna stay within the realm. What you're gonna behave? That's no fun. I know I, I, I know I know I know. But I, I'm a, I'm gonna stay in the realm. I'm gonna stay in the realm of the question. I'm I I thought about it. I'm and I do have analysis of the three quarterbacks that are picked. I'm gonna wait until next year when Trevor Lawrence goes number one. I'll wait. I'll wait. So. When it comes to Joe Burrow, he's he did he did amazing last year. I'm not going to take anything away from the dude. Absolutely amazing. Took took college football by storm, deserving of every accolade that he got. The reason why he will not succeed is because of the team that drafted him. The Cincinnati Bengals have been just a I don't how do best describe the Cincinnati Bengals? Dumpster fire. Bad, horrible, <laughs> atrocious, ungodly. <laughs> I, I don't understand how they could have, they've had the talent 
God bless Marvin Lewis. What were you doing? Y'all had talent. Y'all were a good team. They made the playoffs quite a few years, but never won a playoff game. Patrick Mahomes wasn't even born before the last time the Cincinnati Bengals won a playoff game. I'm going to repeat that one more time, B-Live. Patrick Mahomes wasn't even born before the last time the Cincinnati Bengals won a playoff game. A.K.A. the $500 million man. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and I think part of Joe Burrow's success was his wide receiving core. With Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson at LSU, those guys are legit. They pieced apart. I'm going to say it. You're going to hear it. They pieced apart Clemson's secondary. And Clemson's secondary was supposed to be the strength of their defense last year. We lost our defensive line, and the, the, our secondary was supposed to be the strength of Clemson. And they we could not jam their wide receivers at the line. They kept getting over the top of us. And Burrow did put the ball in their hands. And it was, I mean, it was, I just had to sit there and watch it. But I don't think he has that same success with, I, I'm telling you this right now, LSU last year had better receivers than an NFL team has right now in the Cincinnati Bengals. So it's going to be a mess between behind that offensive line, which is just awful. And who's he throwing the ball to? I mean, it's just Are they AJ green, right? If, if, yeah. Tyler Boyd. Those are a couple good receivers. Yeah, AJ Green and AJ Green and Tyler Boyd. Yeah. It depends on how healthy AJ Green will be. But yeah, no, nothing to take away from AJ Green. Absolutely. And Tyler Boyd is freaking lightning quick. So I would I'm I will say the jury's still out, but it's still the Cincinnati Bengals. When it comes to Cleveland and um Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has a slight bit of potential, but he falls in that same boat as of the franchise that drafted him. Are it, like, I, are they going to put the offensive minds together? Because when you have Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry as your wide receivers and you can't get them the ball, and also Tyler Eifert, no, Eifert's with um, Cincinnati, right? Uh yeah, you're yeah, probably, like, uh, probably talking about uh, Austin Hooper. Yeah, okay, but yeah, but I mean, you have a a luxury of talent to throw the ball to, and you can't manage to stay off your backside and everything that second year. Yes, it's a sophomore slump, but we get it. I don't know. I just I honestly think Danny Dimes would be my pick out of the three. I think that. Because that was one thing that decimated the Giants last year was their entire receiving core was injured last year. If y'all remember a year ago, we were talking about this, how their entire receiving core was injured at the beginning of the season. So mm-hmm. it, was just, it wasn't a good setup for Danny Dimes. And he still did some things that we didn't expect him to do. I think he's the more, he, A, he's a more pro-style quarterback, which leaves less room for error and the um in the NFL that we see today. Yes, it's great to have a dual threat and this, that, and the third. Dual threat seems to be the better option with RPOs and stuff like that. But I think there's much there's less room for error when it comes to Danny Dimes and hopefully having a healthy receiving core. So Danny Dimes would be my pick out of the three. Well, that leaves me. You know. As we discussed last year about Danny Dimes, he walked to a situation where, hey, um, 
wide receiver who? I mean, I think they were picking up dudes off the side of the street and say, can you run a fly route? How are your hands? You got quick feet? Uh, good. See you at training camp in the morning. So Danny Dimes had an issue, but still he was able to put two and two together. But guess what, though? He went through a change in head coach and offensive coordinator. So for him, it'll be wait and see. Then we have the interesting case of Baker Mayfield. Uh, similar to Danny Dimes, only thing about it was he knew his wide receivers coming into the season. Beckham, Landry, and as you mentioned, he now has Austin Hooper, uh, David Njoku. He demanded a trade, but, you know, it is what it is. And then you got Nick Chubb at running back, which I was so glad when he left Georgia to go to the NFL. I told him to his face. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So with Baker Mayfield is just trying to figure out, okay, year number three, um, another coordinator, another coach, another diet, another dream, but always you – uh, what can you do? Because, you know, Kevin Stefanski, you know, he runs the ball and they run those two tight end sets and look at how that turned out, you know, how that works for Minnesota. So that means it leaves the one, the only, the bad man himself, Joe Burrows. Yes, he did carve Clemson up in the national championship game. I was sold on Joe Burrow when he went to Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama, when he beat him. So I was like, man, this uh. This kid is for real. But as you know, you guys mentioned the offensive line and whatever in the hell is going on uh, with Cincinnati because to see a team go from good to bad and then the drizzling, you know what's so quick, it makes you wonder. But I think Joe Burrow, he can be a professional. And then again, he has A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd. Hopefully, hopefully. The Cincinnati Bengals have done what they needed to do to fix that offensive line because when it comes to ability, and you guys have heard this ad nauseum as well too, the only ability is availability. If Joe Burrows can stay upright, he'll have a pretty good, you know, rookie season. Now, he's going to go through some growing pains, you know, probably about, you know, um, six and ten, you know, they ain't going to the playoffs, but I digress. But, um, Joe Burrow, he – I just believe in a kid, man. I just believe in a kid. I, I believe in him, man. I, I'm rolling with Joe Burrow. Um, one thing I'm going to opine real quick. When you say his rookie season, this could be the toughest mm -hmm. time to be a rookie in the NFL. You've played – you've had zero reps with your your offense. That's true. That's very true. So, this is – it's really tough. So, I mean – Maybe, uh, maybe. Three, three guys are going to have a new coach this year. So, well, we'll okay. see. We'll see. We'll see. So, um, just just to recap, so you're saying both are both y'all saying Burrow? Yep. And I'm saying Danny Dimes. All right, cool. Just want to make sure. Just want to make sure when I'm right and y'all wrong again. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. All right. So, uh, B-Live said Danny Dimes. I, and me and Scotty D, we both said Joe Burrow, that bad man that played down there in Baton Rouge. Uh, Scotty D, what is next week's question for the choices of the voices? All right, well, we're going to stick with an NFL topic and uh, ask who is the most compelling new NFL head coach of the 2020 season? Who do you think is going to be the most interesting situation to watch? And there's five to choose from. You got Matt Rule with the Carolina Panthers. 
got Ron Rivera with the Potato Skins, <laughs> Mike McCarthy with America's team, Boo. Uh, Beavis and Butthead with the New York Giants, Joe Judge, <gasps> the Fansky trying to fix Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. So, what do you? And those are all very, very interesting situations. But who do you feel is the most compelling, most interesting new NFL head coach situation? going into 2020 and that will give us something to talk about next week yep until we get some live sports back but um before we roll any further oh yeah then that's it for this week's choice of the voices uh before we move any further um did i hear that the mlb has released their schedule it it is so their 60 game schedule has been released And we have opening night on Thursday, July 23rd. We're talking 17 days. Can you believe it? We're 17 days away from baseball. Man, how the tides have turned. We were talking not even – it was a week ago that we didn't see light at the end of the tunnel. And now we've got a full-on 60-game schedule. We're about 18 to 20 days away from the Pirates being eliminated from playoff <laughs> Early. <laughs> Game <Wow>. one. You're <laughs> done. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, them, them, them PTBs and Pirate Tudbuggers, baby. Them Tudbuggers. <laughs> yeah, speaking of the Pirates and the schedule, their first game – they're going to You Can Find Me in St. Louis. <laughs> That'll be um, – that's on Friday the 24th. You're going to have 14 games on the 24th. You got two games on July 23rd. The Yankees are going to D.C. to face the defending national champion, Washington Nationals. And then the late game is the San Francisco Giants versus the Dodgers of the City of Angels. All right. All right. So, y'all, guess what? We got us some baseball, and I am just happened to be a – for some strange reason, I don't know how the hell I wound up looking at the Detroit Tigers schedule. Uh, let's see. Any kind of West Coast trips? No, they're not going to the West Coast. They are pretty much staying in the Midwest between Ohio, between uh, Missouri – Pennsylvania, Illinois. Yeah, they're keeping it real tight, real yeah, real oh, tight, yeah. real close. Yeah, that's actually the, that's actually the premise of the sixty game schedule, where their games that they're playing are just in their division and twenty interleague games. They're staying in that they're they're basically putting themselves in a regional bubble. So there Which won't be smart. yeah, there won't there won't be um. There won't be a Yankees versus Dodgers game. There won't be. Like, if, as far as I know, I haven't looked over the entire schedule, but the way there might be, but it, but in the in the World Series, there might be, yeah, yeah. That, but that, but during the regular season, they're staying within their region. So East will play East, Midwest will play Midwest, and so on. So and West will play West and stuff like that. So that was the design of the sixty game schedule because they're trying to limit travel and stuff like that with um um COVID nineteen and whatnot. So I I think that was a smart part. Um, they they might have gotten something right. Um, freaking Manfred, he finally may have done something that might make some sense. It's got a D's boy. <laughs> Bring it on. Let's bring on some baseball. I'm ready to watch something. 
Yeah, bring on some baseball. And with that being said, I'm giving myself the go-home cue because it's 400 degrees. It's hot! But with that being said, we got another edition of Pepper. You know how we do it. Three topics, rapid-fire style, kind of, sort of, not really, to entertain, enlighten, educate, and all that good old fancy smashy stuff. And my continued tradition until we get some sports back, or until I feel like it, I'll be doing this day in history. All right, and I will go first. This day in history back in 2007, the Wimbledon's women's tennis final. Venus Williams at the 20 seed beats Marion Bartoli, who was an 18 seed, 6-4-6-1, which means Venus Williams was the lowest seed ever to reach and win in the Wimbledon finals. Fellas, that's crazy. We no no what 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 are we okay? So there's no Indy 500, there's no Wimbledon. Who sports need to come back? No, I think oh, no, Indy 500 has been postponed. Yeah, I'm just thinking about like the, the spring slash summer sports staples. You know, right? Yeah. So we, yeah, the Indy 500. I can't remember what the date is, but that is that will happen sometime in the near future. Give us some sports over to you, Scotty D. Uh. <laughs> what was well, that sound effect? <laughs> uh. I'm sorry. <laughs> over to you, well, Scotty D. We are coming off the Fourth of July. And it's a tradition on the 4th of July to wear red, white, and blue, watch fireworks, sparklers, and to watch the great American hero, Joey Chestnut, scarf down hot dogs. He broke the world record again this year with 75 dogs on July the 4th. So, you know, you can, the COVID is shutting down a lot of things, but didn't shut down the great American hero, Joey Chestnut, from uh, once again. Setting a world record of the Coney Island hot dog eating championship. Over to you, B Live. Before we go any further, um, what's you guys' favorite brands of hot dogs? Um, I don't know. Oh, I guess Oscar Meyer. I just I just is some something that come in a pack. I don't <laughs> I ain't really, unless it's a Roger Wood. Hey, Roger Wood, baby. Yes, Roger Wood. I, I, I like, um, what do I like? I like ballparks, of course. The ballparks are OGs. The Nathans aren't bad. The Sabrettes aren't bad either. But um, my go-to, Hebrew National All-Beef Hot Dogs. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I ain't had one of them in a minute. Those are good. Mm-hmm. I'm about to cook me a brat. All right. <laughs> I bought some brat Yes. Oh, as soon as you said brat, I had a gout flare up. <laughs> Scotty D, you ain't got the gout. You got the gouch. <laughs> you got the gouch. <laughs> Go ahead, B. All right. Let me put some pepper on some things. We've been talking about um, restarting and seasons and stuff like that. Looks like NHL has got some things going on themselves. They're taking a page out of the NBA's book, but instead of having one hub city, they're going to have two hub cities, and it's going to be north of the border. The Eastern Conference teams will play in Toronto, and the Western Conference teams will be will be playing in Edmonton. Twenty four teams. Um, looks like they're going to start um, training camp July thirteenth, which is next Monday, mm-hmm. and then they will be traveling to the hub cities on July twenty sixth for training and exhibition games. And then um, phase four is the restart of the season. I don't believe they have set the actual date of the restart, but that's um, basically depending on um, 
you know, just some COVID and see how this how higher thing gets set up. And it's going to be a 2014 postseason tournament. And then it's going to end with two teams playing the Stanley Cup, which will also be held in Edmonton. So NHL is coming very, very close to um, restarting as well. We're almost there, fellas. We're almost there. Eddie Koo, the ball. Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, the birthplace and home of Chris Benoit. But on a lighter note, <laughs> my second pepper point, this day in history, back in 1980, American boxer Larry Holmes, a.k.a. I'm the dude to be cooking at the grill and I'll knock you out. Um, he scores a seventh-round KO, TKO of Scott Ledoux in Bloomington, Minnesota, in defense of his WBC World Heavyweight. Oh, had a new day moment. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, he defends his title, and he keeps it, and he's still knocking fools out to this very day. Over to you, Scotty D. Ah, Larry Holmes, the bridge from Muhammad Ali to Mike Tyson. Yep. All right, so once again, we had another uh, PGA event this past weekend was the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit, and Bryson DeChambeau, who – is pumped up like Hulk Hogan at this point. Brother. He was the winner at 23 under. Bryson DeChambeau has gotten so large. He's hitting like 500-yard tee shots. Well, he's hitting them really about 340, 350, 360 pretty much every time off the tee. Uh, there's been a lot made of his diet and, uh, you know, him putting on some so, some muscle. He, he, he's gotten absolutely huge. He's, he's crushing the ball. Um He's now, I think, the early odds-on Masters, which has been delayed to the fall also. But I'll tell you, the guy that you got to keep your eye on who's playing really good golf, even though he didn't win this weekend, is Webb Simpson. Webb won a couple weeks ago out of four events. He's he won one. Um, he finished, I think, in the top ten of this one. And uh, uh, he, sometimes, you know, you catch lightning in a bottle when you're one of these PGA pros and you, you, you get in a group. But Webb Simpson, Bryson DeChambeau, those guys seem to be the ones that are in that groove right now. So congratulations to Bryson for winning this event this past weekend. Be live over to you. All right, man. I, seeing him on the teams, crushing it. And so I, I switched up my pepper point on the fly because once I found out about um, Patrick Mahomeboy and his new contract, I wanted to compare to – just just some other things that are going on right now. So with the 10-year, $450 million extension that, um, that Patrick Mahomes got, that's an average, just real quick, of $45 million a year. Wow. In comparison, the entire active payroll of Scotty D's Pittsburgh Pirates for the year of 2020 <laughs> comes out as a at a whopping 42 million 119 thousand dollars. So on average, Patrick Mahomes by himself will get paid more than the entire active roster of 30 players on the Pittsburgh Pirates. Pepper, habanero, ghost pepper, yezer, Eddie Cool. The ball. Be live. Do you? Uh, who's the highest player, paid player on the um on the Pirates? Right now, if I'm looking at it correctly, it would be Gregory Polanco 
at an adjusted salary of $8.6 million. What a re- Josh Bell is making $4.8 million. Mm-hmm. Adam Adam Frazier two point eight, all overpaid. <laughs> all- <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. I just, I just, I was, I just, it just came to my head. I'm like, let me look this up. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. That's fantastic. <laughs> I just need, I just need to know for one man to make an entire roster's, you know, cumulative salary. I just need to know who's the highest paid player, on, highest paid player on the team. I can't even talk. But anyway, since you gave me the ball, um, fellas, guess what? Let's wish a happy birthday in the big baseball diamond in the sky to the one, the only, the legendary Satchel Paige. All right, happy birthday to Satchel Paige. He was born in 1906 on this very day. He was a five-time Negro League All-Star, a two-time Major League Baseball All-Star, and a Baseball Hall of Famer. And also on this day, back in 1948, the Indians shocked the world, Craig, by signing 42-year-old veteran Negro League pitcher Satchel Paige. Hmm. You get a double dose of a happy birthday and another pepper point for the one, the only, Satchel Paige. They said... When he came to town, everybody came to see the legendary Satchel Paige. So, Scotty D, I'll throw it to you. All right. There we go. All right. Uh, well, uh, shifting over to the uh, to one of the other Pittsburgh sports teams. You know, I hate the Pittsburgh Steelers with the white-hot passion of a thousand suns. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> But, and I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but I can't help but root for James Conner. James Conner bought his dad a brand new truck last month. And if you see the video of him giving it to him, it's really super cool. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's nice to see this kid do something so nice. Well, he, uh, he, ex- he, he, he outdid himself this month by last week, getting his mother a new home. And, and that video also is available. I saw it on, uh, the Four Letter Network and a couple of the local Pittsburgh news outlets here. But this kid has been wonderful for the city of Pittsburgh. He's a pit product. You know, he's he's beat cancer. He visits hospitals. He's uh, he's towed the line. Been a great teammate from all accounts. And just seeing him do nice things for his parents, man, it was really a, it's a, it's a cool gesture. And as much as I can't stand rooting for the Steel, or I I can't stand the Steelers, I I can't help but root for this guy. So thumbs up to James Conner. Where would you be live? Oh man, I'm I'm gonna end this on a somber note, and it is not sports related, but this is one that is near and dear to my heart. Anybody that knows me, that has known me over the past 18 years, you've ever heard me sing karaoke. I have one go-to song, and on Monday. Charlie Daniels passed away at 83 years old. So an ode to him and the fact that I get a chance to be on this podcast with two of my fellas that have seen me sing my heart away. Man, oh man, the devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind. He was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man, saw him on the field and playing it hot. (laughs) 
The boy said, jumped on a hickey stump and said, boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know, but I'm a fiddle player too. And if you care to take it there, I'll make a bet with you. Now, you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due a better fill of gold against your soul. I think I'm better than you. The boy said, My name's Johnny, and it might be a Sam, but I'll take care of you're going to come the best that's ever been. Charlie Daniels, one of the best that's ever been. Man, hit me to my core. Charlie Daniels, 83 years old. Thank you. Thank you. You introduced me to country and broadened my horizon of music, and I thank you for it. And I'm going to continue to sing your song until I can't sing anymore. <laughs> All right, Bilal, that is your that is your trademark song, brother. That is it. Hey, did you sing that in San Diego? Yes, I did. I, I was I was <laughs> like, he, I'm like, you sing in San Diego too? Yep, you did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've sang on the East Coast, the West Coast, all up the East Coast. I've, I'm, I can't even remember. I'm pretty. It's at least nine states. Any place I've had a chance to sing karaoke, I've sang that song. That is my go-to, and it just it gives the shock and all factor. Ooh, what, this big black guy knows every word to Charlie. Yes, yes, <laughs> I do. Yes, I do. This and just true story. I first heard the song with my college roommate when I was at the Naval Academy, and this was that I actually first heard the song in 2000 with my roommate when my freshman year at the Naval Academy. I heard the song. And I was like, I like that song, and ever since then I memorized it. And one day in Little River, South Carolina. At the varsity was our first time ever performing that song back in back in early two thousand two. They might have allowed me to go in there and drink underage because they thought I was they thought I was of age. I'm done. That's 18 years ago. They can't hold that against me anymore. Oh yeah, the statute of limitations is extremely expired. Yeah, it's gone by. I think The Devil Went Down to Georgia is probably my number one country song also. And every other country song is tied for last. <laughs> it's really one. And me, I, I just, I, it was a joy for me just being on stage, whether it was Scotty D at Overtime Sports Cafe in North Hornby, South Carolina. And he had the, don't start crying. And he had the, uh, the, the props on the stage where he had the, the uh, what is it, the, um, you remember it, Scott? Yeah, the, the infl- he, he had yeah, the inflatable yeah, yeah. guitar, the inflatable sax. Yeah, oh, yeah, about 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 two and a half pitches in. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna come play the violin, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Moments. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Charlie Daniels. <laughs> oh man, <sighs> thank you for bearing with us here this week. We appreciate all of our listeners. Um, thank you for staying with us here. Like I said, uh, we've we've posted this on Facebook before. We mentioned before. It's not that we're not up on uh, politics and social issues, but you can get enough of that on ESPN, Fox News, CNN. We just try to stray away from that. We may brush up against it like we did on this episode, but you can see we want to have fun and be different from those other guys. So thanks for, for bearing with us here. Thank you for listening. And bet you've done more laughing here than you have in the past four days. Huh? Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, this is <laughs> I love every single week. I love it. I love it, man. Ah, oh, the highlight of 
my week begins when we record on Monday and I get more fresh material to attack Scotty D and his ineptitude when it comes to sports analysts. Oh boy. Max Speed Chop have potato skins? No, they, they, yeah, they, yeah. no, they do not. No, sir, we do not. We do not have potato skin. How about brisket? You of brisket? course we do. Barbecue? Yes. And with that being said, <laughs> we get ready to get up out of here. This has been another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Uh, Be live. Where can they find you? Well, as I mentioned before, you can find me. Say, no, I ain't going to do it. I already did it. Well, it's already it, it, done anyway. It, it, if you go, you better wear a damn mask, but go ahead. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, check me out. Um, as Scott mentioned a little bit before, as I always mention every week, you can find me at Max Speed Shop here in Fayetteville, North Carolina, 42 North McPherson Church Road, home of the best barbecue, brisket, pulled pork, burgers. Man, I've gained so much weight. I ordered an exercise bike because of the amount of weight I've gained at Max Speed Shop. Plus, all 57 beers on tap. 200 bottles and cans. That's where I work at. So that's why I endorse that place every week because it allows me to do this podcast with these, um, with my fellas most of the time. I said it. <laughs> check this out. When it comes to Sports Bros Podcast, check us out on our Sports Bros Podcast like page on Facebook. You can check us out on many um, social media platforms Instagram, Sports Bros Podcast, Twitter, Sports Bros PCAST. Um, you can check out our website, sportsbrospodcast.wordpress.com. You can check out our YouTube channel, which we'll be updating shortly. Also, we're going to be doing something. I'm, I'm springing this on the fellas. They don't even know it yet. But I, I actually want to take the opportunity because the three of us have been – we've done videos in the past with What Happened Wednesdays, um, was it Tranquilo Tranquilo Thursday and Scott's thoughts I actually want to take the opportunity and fellas if hey this is something I just wanted to pitch to you we want to do a special meet the sports bros video episode just just something just we're throwing that out there in the planning in the works just so you get to know who the voices behind what we do here the sports Rose podcast so we're going to throw that up on the youtube page as well if you have any questions about the show um you can also contact us via email at sports at gmail.com yes sir all that and then some. The Money Man, Scotty D, the pride of Washington, Pennsylvania. Where can they find you? On my front porch. That's <laughs> for Matt. In Washington, Pennsylvania. So drive on up. Keep a mask on. We'll talk some sports in the front porch. Yes, sir. <laughs> Scotty D said, if you come up here, <laughs> wash your behind, your hands, your face, feet, and most importantly, wear a mask. And that leaves me, the host of this here thing called the Sports Bros Podcast. Um, I'm known as Eddie Cool. You can check me out on my Facebook profile. Uh, you can also check me out on all the Sports Bros Podcasts that the Almighty B-Live mentioned. I'm on Instagram as well, too. Cool Season, all one word. Snapchat, Super Cool 5000. And also Twitter. I'm going to go, I'm going to get on Twitter a little bit. I know I've been slacking at the real Eddie cool. The WordPress is going to be getting updated real soon. The YouTube channel is going to be getting updated real soon. And uh, I like that idea of the video. I really, 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 really do. So that way, you know, our listeners can really get to see us, know us. But hey, I know these guys. I know all three of them. Anything to say before we get the hell up out of here, fellas, and go watch some wrestling? 
I think I think we're good. Yes, sir. Scotty D, got anything you want to say? Be nice. And in closing, do something nice for yourself. And if you can, do something nice for someone else too. They'll greatly appreciate it. Lord knows now more than ever. It's been another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Yes, sir. Let's go watch the rest, fellas. Come on, where? Devils in the House of the Rising Sun. Oh, wow. I always feel like somebody's watching me. I want to.